Welcome everybody to Thursday Daily Huddle. I am your host, Dr. Monica Ogando. Today's quote comes from the inimitable Albert Einstein. The biggest decision you will make in your life is to decide whether you live in a friendly or unfriendly universe because all other decisions stem from that one. The Daily Huddle is a growing tribe of passionate people who want to uplift humankind through their work and throughout their communities. We invite you to elevate the way you experience life through rich and inspiring conversations with today's thought leaders. Be prepared to challenge your views about leadership, health, money, spirituality, communication, and relationships. Welcome to The Daily Huddle. Dan, I, you know, it's funny when you when you tease um, Stacy like that, because one of the things <laughs> that we're talking about today is what treasures lie in your triggers. What treasures lie in your triggers? And let me set it up because this is one of my favorite things to talk about. Uh, triggers and treasures, not, not one or the other, both of them, because they go together. So... When you hear the word trigger, what do you think about? What do you think about when you hear the word trigger? Or when somebody says, I'm triggered, what do you think they're saying? Reaction. Reaction, yes. Mm-hmm. Upset. Upset, nice. Annoyance. What is it? Annoyed. Annoyed, annoyed, angry reaction. Awesome. Start. Starting. Not just bad, but just starting something. Your oh, trigger. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Hold on. My musical Tourette is acting up. Wanna be started mm-hmm. something? You wanna be starting something? Who knows? What that's <laughs> How to get over? Hey! Get, get, slow to get under. Oh, I'm right. sorry, sorry, so sorry. Got caught okay. up a little bit. Okay. Yeah, I'm not the only one. I told you, you I'm not doing along with musical Tourette. So, in in um, as some of you know, I have a background in psychology, and in psychology, one of the one of the ways that we define triggers is, like you say, Andrea, it is a starting event. And typically, typically, it refers to um, a starting event that reminds you of an unpleasant or a negative or a traumatic event, typically, not always. Because you could be, to your point, positively triggered as well. And... But people usually associate it with a negative event and usually traumatic. Now, I know people use that word and throw it around a lot. <laughs> um, but for the purposes of this discussion, um, a trigger is an event that reminds you of an earlier experience that is heavy with emotional weight. Now, that emotional weight could be happiness. That emotional weight could be sadness, it could be anger, but it's heavy with emotional weight. Let me give you an example of a positive trigger. When you, when I, for example, smell gardenias, I, it reminds me of being in my grandmother's bosom because that all of her perfumes had a gardenia note to them. When I smell mangu, I don't know if you guys know what mangu is, but it's like mashed plantain. In the Dominican Republic, we call it mangu. Different Caribbean countries call it different things. But when I smell mangu, it reminds me of my mother's kitchen. 
because she knows that's my favorite thing. And every time I go to her house, when she knows I'm coming, the first thing that she cooks is mangu, because that's Monica's favorite. And so I want you to think about some of your positive triggers as well. It may be a smell. It may be a song. Like when I hear Michael Jackson songs or every time that I hear a Prince song, anybody that knows me knows that I'm a huge Prince fan. All you got to do to get Monica in a good dancing mood is play some Prince. Doesn't matter if you know the song. I know the song. Okay. Because I'm a huge All of my purple life. That's right. So, so now I want you to think about any kind of perhaps negative trigger that you might have. I remember a long time ago, there was a movie called Hancock with Charlize Theron and Will Smith. And one of her triggers, Charlize Theron's character, was she didn't want anybody calling her crazy. Right. right. And at one point, he was like, oh, that's crazy. You, know, you, you don't know what you're talking about. You're crazy. And she said, call me crazy one more time. One more time. <laughs> so think about what could be some of your negative triggers that put you in a negative emotional state? Now, here's what's, here's what's interesting. You know that I one of my uh, campaigns in the daily huddle culture is to introduce the eighth pillar, which is to check your assumptions, right? You remember that? Okay. Well, this is going to be a perfect example of that in practice, because here's what I want you to notice. Let's say, for example, that I um, call, let's say that you have the trigger that Charlize Theron had in that, in that character, in that movie. And I said, hey, you're acting crazy. Um, and I laugh. And I'm like, kiki, ki, I'm laughing as a joke because we're having a good time. We're at the daily huddle. Ha, ha, ha. Isn't that funny? You're crazy. But you take it like it's an insult. You take it like I'm minimizing your experience. You take it like you're not important to me. Because when somebody called you that and you associated a negative emotional weight to it, that's what was happening with that experience. So now me calling you that reminds you of that experience. It has nothing to do with what's happening in the present. Make sense what I'm saying? And so what tends to happen is we interact with the present based on the weight of emotion that we have from the originating event. Nothing to do with the present. So then you're looking at me like, don't you call me crazy. And I was like, whoa, we're just having a good time at Daily Huddle. What happened with Stacy? <laughs> and I'm left clueless. And we create a sense of distance or adversarial energy between each other. And I'm like, I thought we were friends. What happened? Why did he blow up at me like that? And now I may be triggered because the last time that somebody blew up at me for no reason, <laughs> right? Do you see how this becomes a snowball of human beings hurting one another, right? And so, but, but Stacy didn't know that. He didn't know that the last time somebody blew up at me for no reason, I have a trigger about domestic violence, for example. So, so we want to be, this is why that check your assumptions pillar is so important. Because the way you have it may not necessarily be the way it is. And it is wise and discerning to sometimes, especially with someone that you have a friendly and a positive relationship with, to assume positive intent 
before you assume negative intent. I'm not saying that people may not necessarily have negative intent because listen, I can make petty sound really, really intelligent. Okay. But that's when we've broken some trust in the relationship, right? That's when I'm in my ego. That's when I feel triggered and then I feel like I have to react or I have to defend myself. So what may be the treasures treasures that may be in your triggers? I want to give you a framework to work from. Now, one of the things that we do in this culture is that we love to um, we love to make things linear, you know, like we have the past, the present, and the future as though they happen one after the other. But how many of you know that sometimes the past is in the present and you're creating your future because you're conflating the two, right? So I want to give you a, a framework that I'm going to call um, the three-way mirror. This is something that I learned from Kenya Stevens at the Progressive Love Academy. And the three-way mirror gives you three, imagine that you're like in this house of mirrors, like these three panes that you can look at the past and how you're standing now and um, the future. And we're going to call them three different things. The, the mirror that shows you your past shows you patterns, shows you patterns that you may be involved in that you may initiate or that may have been initiated with you. And sometimes those triggers remind you of those past patterns. Give you another example of a negative trigger. If somebody is late, for example, it may trigger a memory of when you had to wait for hours for your father to wait, uh, to come pick you up from school because he was always running late. And he wasn't running late because he was irresponsible. He was running late because he worked the third shift and he's tired. And by the time that you get out of school, he's barely gotten enough sleep. So he was chronically late. But in your mind, you're thinking, I'm not important to my dad. So when somebody's late, you get insulted because now you feel like your importance has been called into question. See, that's a pattern from the past. The mirror that shows you your present is a, a proclivity mirror. Now, sometimes the reason you get triggered when somebody's late with you is because you're late all the time. And you know when you're late when, all the time because you didn't plan, because you were irresponsible, because you underestimated the time. And it makes you feel a little insecure. It makes you feel like, man, I don't have it all together. So when you see somebody also being late, you're like, they don't have it all together. Because that's a judgment you have on yourself, on your own proclivity. Make sense what I'm saying? And then you have the potential mirror. So past, present, future, pattern, proclivity, potential. Let me give you an example of a potential mirror. There is somebody, I'm not going to name any names, but there is somebody who was elected president a few years ago and triggers the bejesus out of me. And the reason this person triggers the bejesus out of me is because I'm like, how could you be so unprepared for this job and still get it? Do you know how many certifications and degrees and books I had to read and write and languages that I learned and I just prepared, prepared, prepared myself for anything. I'm overqualified for almost every job that I've ever gotten to. And this guy just walks by and says, I think I want to be president. And gets it. And that's a potential mirror because that's the trigger of confidence. It's a, it's, it reminds me of the confidence and of the certainty 
that I have tried to accumulate through preparation, but he accumulates through confidence. Does that make sense what I'm saying? So sometimes those negative uh, triggers, whether it's reminding you of the past, something that you do in the present or something that you want to acquire in the future is actually a big treasure in disguise. If you dare to see it that way, because it doesn't take away from any kind of disagreements that I may have politically or policy-wise or whatever, whatever. That's, that has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is what's the emotional reaction that you have to the way that somebody's showing up in front of you? Where does that come from? And what does that teach you about where you want to go and the kind of person that you want to be? Because ultimately, and you've heard me say this before, you cannot move your head fast enough to see your own ears. Some of you have tried it. I've seen you. You, you do this thing real quick. <laughs> I'm like, no, it doesn't work. I'm telling you. Believe me. <laughs> you need mirrors. And that's what relationships are for. To show you the pieces of yourself that you can't see for yourself. You have to see them in other people in order to recognize them. And the way that you know that you're looking at a piece of yourself that you haven't recognized is by the emotional reaction. If you see something in someone that either positively or negatively triggers you, it is something that you have either integrated positively because you like it, or you have not yet integrated negatively because you don't like it. And you think it's out there, but this is simply a mirror. And a lot of times what we do in relationships is we break the mirror instead of putting cream on your own pimple. <laughs> you think it's the mirror's problem that shows you that you got a pimple. No, you got to deal with your pimple. And then when you deal with your pimple, that mirror might still be there, but it won't show you a pimple anymore. Or at least it won't bother you the way that it bothers you when you see it. Giovanni says, triggers are the doors for enlightenment opportunities. Ooh, I like it. He's just ringing so poetic. You might just have a different uh, uh, profession after all, Gio. We, we'll talk about that offline. <laughs> so I want to open it up for some discussion and some questions. Because I, I kind of went fire hose on you. And I was like, and this, and this, and this, and consider that. So I want to I hear from you. What are you getting from this conversation? What questions do you have? Well, first of all, you you didn't start with a joke this morning. Right. That triggered me. Ah! <laughs> right, yes. And second, you redeemed yourself because you just told the joke. You break the mirror instead of putting cream on your own pimple. Mm -hmm. Or don't I love to do that? <laughs> right. So, um, I... I what treasures lie in my triggers? The invitation I'm hearing is the invitation to actually seize every trigger as an opportunity to actually get really conscious about the mirrors. Yeah. Like what's out there that's triggering me, if it's negative, it's not because it's bad. It's just an opportunity to see something within me. That's right. And what's out there that's positive and makes me feel really good is not about anybody out there either. It's pointing to something I can acknowledge internally and celebrate. Mm -hmm. So there's only me. There's no one out there. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of like what I'm getting. Yeah, that's deep. Thank you, Sorrel. That's awesome. 
Triggers caused me to be curious. Thank you, Laura. Giovanni, what you got? Okay. Yeah. Um, well, a little bit along the lines of what Sorrel was pointing to. Um, I um I think one what how I want to say it is that it seems to me that my entire life I have been blaming the mirror for my pimples. Mm -hmm. And uh, well, that's, it's kind of a strong thing to say, of course it breaks in every now and then, but it's a powerful way to look at it for me that way, that wherever, wherever um, I'm upset, wherever I'm triggered, wherever I'm reacting, um, it's, it's probably, or it's a good way to look at it as, I'm blaming the mirror for my pimple. Mm -hmm. And um, and that's why I was uh, kind of leaning on, maybe every trigger is an opportunity for enlightenment. Right. And, um, and it, it leaves me, uh, this inquiry, it leaves me in this, uh, in this real place of quietness because, uh, and, and that's why I'm struggling to speak because I'm looking at, well, I'm triggered all the time. So <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I live in, <laughs> you live in a perpetual state of triggerness, triggeredom. <laughs> you know, I'm like an upset waiting to happen, you know? And, yeah. uh, and, and so, um, so now I'm looking great at noticing Giovanni. That's yeah. a great notice. Yeah. Because a lot of times when we, there's so many people that, that live there, but judge themselves for living there that they'd rather not admit that they're living there. You know what I mean? And that you notice it and can speak to it is, is the, a great beginning to getting curious and the inquiry about it. It's like, okay, well, what would be my point in being an upset waiting to happen? Am I just asserting my importance? Yeah. Like I wake up in the morning and I'm upset. I am. Up, I'm triggered yeah. that I'm awake. Yeah. I'm triggered that I look at my phone. So I want to throw my phone away. I'm triggered that I'm hungry. I shouldn't be hungry. I, you know, I you know, I'm triggered that I want to eat chicken and I shouldn't eat chicken. I'm triggered that I, my 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 diet last week was, um, only ice cream diet, and so I'm triggered. <laughs> I'm triggered, and uh, so it leaves me in, you know, not in in an exaggeration. I'm not like upset where people can be around me, but it leaves me quiet. I'm like. Darn it! I haven't seen the mirror ever in mm. my life. You know, like that. Um, that's what's that's what's opening up for me. That's great. That's fantastic. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Shiva, 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 where are you? Oh, I'm I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes. Oh, goodness! Talk about a trigger inside of my mind. It's like this little baby girl who's like, no, but it's their fault. It's the mirror. It's the mirror. It's not me. You know, um, yeah. it makes me think of a situation I dealt with recently. I was inside of a conversation with a guy who's like very alpha, like very, very alpha. And so we were having a discussion and he was getting loud and my inside of my heart, my heart was beating fast. And I literally saw the stories like just arrogant, know it all, patriarchy. Rah, 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 rah. And then like, and then like I just had to like take a deep breath and be like, no. 
he's got a deep voice. So if he raises his voice, it's going to be like, boom. Mm -hmm. If I raise my voice, it's going to be like, ah, but like, I was so triggered. I was like, like, I wanted to just like explode, but eventually, thankfully I didn't. And I just, but to speak to that point of like that trigger, like it reminded me of all the times I had been in a relation with, uh, in a conversation with someone who had more an alpha type of personality, man or woman. And I felt like shut down this, 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 this. And he would literally, it was just a conversation. And so that came to my mind just now. And that's one of my triggers constantly. So especially if I'm in a relationship, like I have to be very conscious of that because I will make up stories. Like you're trying to overtalk me when really it's like, no, he's got a deeper voice. And he wasn't. I told him later, I feel invalidated. He's like, what? I never want to invalidate you. That is not. And I was just like, oh, well, okay. (laughs) I love this question of what lies, the treasure that lies in our triggers. This is perfection. Thank you. Awesome. Oh, yay. I'm glad that we were getting awakened to these things. Yes. Cece, you're next. Hey, everyone. You know how Um, I know that it's Cece, right? Because it says rise and she's always in, in the daily huddle riding a bike or a treadmill or something. So we know it's easy. <laughs> Welcome. Well, thank you. Um, that trigger turns into a treasure. I like that because um, every time I would get triggered, I was like, where is that coming from? And now that when you talked about it, it comes from a past experience and mm-hmm. my body is triggered and it also is connected to my thinking. Mm-hmm. And so with that, I'm learning how to acknowledge that trigger. Yeah. That's what I'm confessing my sins for mm-hmm. <laughs> and get it up and out of me. So I'm no longer triggered by those uh, triggers and it becomes a treasure because I'm now uh, thinking different, behaving different. And I'm not allowing the triggers to dictate my behavior because anybody could trigger me once they figure out what the trigger is. So I'm gaining power because I'm not allowing somebody else to dictate my behavior and reactions to life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like I like there's something that you said there that got me really curious because you said somebody could just trigger me if they find out what my triggers are, which harkens me back to the to the quote that we opened with right that the first decision we have to make is whether we live in a friendly or an unfriendly universe if you live in an unfriendly universe and people find out your triggers they're going to use it against you is what the assumption is underneath your conversation but if you live in a friendly universe then when you educate people about your triggers it's not necessarily they'll avoid them like they're landmines but at least they'll be more educated about your reactions because people are just peopling you know the person with a deep voice is just talking Right. You're the one that has to unhook the emotional weight from that from that trigger for yourself so that people can just be people around you and you not right. be harmed. Yeah. Thank you. That's good. That's good. Ronald, you've had your, your hand up for a minute. Hey, good, good, good conversation. Um, I'd like you to go back quickly on the three P's you mentioned. Yeah. Pattern, proclivity and, and potential. And potential. Mm-hmm. I like those those little nuggets sometimes yes. and, and see how to differentiate, you know, I, I mean, in the context of trigger. 
Could yeah. you could you go back elaborate on that shortly? Yeah. So the pattern the pattern mirror shows you something that has happened in the past, and it could be one a pattern that has been inflicted on you or a pattern that you've created for yourself. Um, so, for example, Shiva was talking about how when when somebody speaks really loudly, one of her patterns is that she shuts down. It's not that they're shutting her down; she shuts down, right? And so we have to we have to know what our patterns are so that we can then interrupt them. And then a potential, um, a proclivity pattern, or excuse me, a proclivity mirror is one that shows you something that you're doing right now. Like when you're triggered that somebody's late because you're always late, right? That's a proclivity mirror. A potential mirror is something that shows you what you could be, something that you want to integrate into your own life, but you don't have it yet. So it triggers you when somebody else does it. I have a friend who's like very theater and very diva and she's very self-expressed and she takes up a lot of space and she just tells you her experience. And I'm more of a Socratic teacher. I ask questions. I don't like to tell people stuff. I like to ask them things. So when she tells people stuff, I'm like, you know, you're making an assumption that they don't have their own wisdom. She's doing none of the thing. She's just being theatrical, right? It's my trigger that because I would like to take up as much space as she does. And so for, for me, when she does that, it triggers me. I'm like, could you tone it down, please? You know, so that's a potential mirror. Does that does that clarify it for you? Clear. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Maria, come on, on. Greetings. Good morning, everyone. And Greetings. so, what I'm present to right now, Dr. Monica, is that I'm actually creating a bumper sticker that says, "It is what it is until it's not," which makes me think. I'm wondering, do you have any spiritual practices for us to integrate into our language or lifestyle so that we in the moment choose how we're going to react? Because personally, I am really dedicated to be creme de la creme and don't want to be triggered in a negative way and react to people. I remember Michelle Obama saying, when they go low, we go high. And so I've actually practiced that to the point where I do not want to be in that irritated, frustrated, aggravated state. So it, it, it creeps in sometimes. It and does, but it I'm does for a reason and for a very good reason. It creeps in because our triggers are also our teachers. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm coming with the T words today, Dagnabbit. <laughs> our triggers are our treasures. And they're also our teachers. So when something is up for me to handle, it'll just come up. You know how like when you buy a red car, all of a sudden you see all the red cars in the highway. Yes. <laughs> right? So it's the same thing when when your soul is like, OK, I'm ready to deal with this deep voice situation that she's got going on. Then all of a sudden, every man is going to have a deep voice and be loud as hell. Like all of them. Even sweet ones like Giovanni and Sorel, you know what I mean? And so I don't want you to look at triggers like there's something to avoid. I want you to look at triggers like there's something to get curious about. You know, put your white lab coat and be like, oh, you're here again. We meet again, old friend, you know, because they're here to teach you, to elevate you. They're not here as obstacles. And so one of the practices that I use, my Andrea, one of the practices that I use um, is some of you know, I, I have um, studied and teach the Course in Miracles book over a decade. And one of the things that it says there that I quote to myself is, I don't know what anything is for. 
So sometimes something is showing up for me and I'm like, oh, I mean, I could knock a few bucks, but you know, I don't know what anything is for. So let me just take a breath before I assume and before I impute a meaning on something that it doesn't have, right? The other thing that I use for myself is I'm a child of God and so are you. And when I say that, it reminds me to go from, you know, namaste, the word namaste means the highest in me honors and recognizes the highest in you. And so when I bring myself to that, then it's like, okay, you may be going low, but that's not the essence and the truth of who you are. So I'm just going to be over here recognizing the highest in you. <laughs> oh, give me patience, Lord. You know what I mean? <laughs> because sometimes that's what you got to do to bring yourself into center and to be the change that you say you wish to see. You know what I mean? That's beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Dr. Monica. You're welcome. And sometimes humming a spiritual doesn't, you know, is very good. Mm, help me not kill this man. You know, sometimes you got to do that with yourself. <laughs> so thank you so much for being here, you guys. You guys had some really juicy questions. We are over the half hour time, but I wanted to thank you um, for being here. And as always, with our spiritual summer series that we're doing this summer for, with the Daily Huddles, I want to leave you with something to take on. And that is, I want you to list for yourself. Giovanni, you might need a head start because you say you wake up triggered. You, I want you to take a, a moment and list for yourself the things that trigger you positively and the things that trigger you negatively. Because you know, some triggers you just want more of and others you want to be clear of or about. Right? So make a note of the things that trigger you and, and decide whether it's a positive emotional charge or a negative emotional charge. And then what are you going to do about it? Use the three-way mirror. Are they a pattern mirror? Are they a proclivity mirror? Or are they a potential mirror? Because from there, you can decide what is teaching you about yourself and what you can do with it. At The Daily Huddle, we agree that the best way to kick off the day is to adhere to Patty Dabrowski's seven principles for having a happy body, sexy skin, a laughing spirit, and a rewarding life. Give. Give of your time, your full attention, and of your unique talents. Move. Move your body to keep it feeling energized and alive. Eat mostly plants. Plants are the purest fuel to help you reach your full potential each day. Sleep. Sleep is how the body repairs itself and readies us to give us our best every day. Stress less. According to John Perkins, stress is just a problem without a solution. Choose your solution and dismiss the stress. Laugh. Laugh out loud. From your belly to your chest and with your head tossed back, you will fire up your endorphins and bring more energy to everyone around you. Love. Most of all, love. With your words, your thoughts, your actions, Power them with love and watch the way you experience life elevate to all it can be. We thank you for joining us on The Daily Huddle. We are a growing tribe of passionate professionals seeking to inspire a new generation of leaders. Until next time, go out and share your unique ability to impact the world. See you next time.